They're bros. They're dads. One is Big Ball Sack Harry J. Riley. The other is Cautionary Tale Philip Kopsinski. Welcome to Bro Dads. Oh, yeah, dude. Look at that. This is, uh... I realized uh, I got a little storage thing. Hey, are we recording? Yep. Welcome to Bro Dads. Oh man, I uh, I gotta say uh, I think uh, the Seahawks are the best franchise in all not football, all sports history of all time. It was the best experience. I went to the game. It was awesome. They won in the last three seconds of the game with a field goal kick uh, because of the drive from Geno Smith. Got them there. Perhaps probably the best quarterback that's ever lived. Oh, maybe the best athlete. Let's just let's say the best athlete. But luckily, he had the best running back. Three or four years ago, didn't you say the same thing about Russell? Russell Wilson is dead to me. Russell, have fun. You know what? Go to your fucking children's hospitals and sell your hope. Russell Wilson. No, I never liked Russell Wilson because of his whole saving himself till marriage with Sierra. That's idiotic, dude. <laughs> what? Is he going to go to bed and on his final day of rest and be like, I'm glad I didn't have sex with Sierra an extra 50 times? <laughs> no, I've been saying that for a long time. Russell Wilson was always like, you know, like that friend who you're like, oh, yeah, he's a guy. He's pretty, he's pretty good. You know what I mean? You're like, you're like, oh, it's a lot. You invite him at the last minute. You're like, oh, he's always good for a bottle of ketchup. Like he'll never, he'll never bring over beer or something cool. But he'll be like, oh, I got you this uh, poster of all dogs go to heaven. Cool, thanks, Russ. What am I supposed to do? Yo, I love their voices. They're so funny. The dogs, cartoons. Yeah, dude, I feel like he's a guy that like he watch it like he you know pull up some weird Disney movie like he's like you know Lion King and Little Mermaid were good but did you remember Treasure Island? <laughs> <laughs> did you see Hercules? You're like fucking Rusk, you are a bummer. Yeah, he, he's a guy that like everybody's on the same page in a conversation. You know, maybe everybody's doing Simpson quotes, and then he comes in with a Family Guy quote. And you're like, "That's that's not what we're doing here, Russ." That's just his weird energy. You know, like everybody's showing up playing cornhole, wearing NASCAR gear, maybe a NASCAR party, and he shows up in like a, you know, like a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Like, well, I would wear this to a NASCAR event. It's like, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> I took my wife. It was great. Yeah. She's she was only experienced football through like Super Bowls. Oh. So uh, so it's funny because she was like, what's the what's the uh, entertainment going to be like? You know, is it going to be like Macklemore? He lives here, doesn't he? <laughs> and I'm like, this is a regular season game. We'll be lucky if it's like a corgi jumping through a hoop. <laughs> They come out, they're like, well, these are the old 
dogs that are too old to go to the Greyhound anymore, but they still, you know, and then before we went to all the pregame stuff, which was pretty fun. I don't know if I would ever do it again. Wait, the pregame stuff? Oh, yeah, like, since it was a one o'clock game, they have, like, this theater next to the stadium, and you go in, and the oh. Seagulls do a little performance. Oh, okay. Uh, which they're all short, um, <laughs> so you're a little closer to them. And then, uh, and then you can time your own 40. They have like a little 40 time. Oh. Yeah, man. She's like, do it, do it. I'm like, yeah, this is, I'm beyond the age where you can just go into a dead sprint. <laughs> <laughs> After, dude, I ate like a 12 ounce steak for breakfast. So like, no way. <laughs> yeah. I would, be, so. I would be more um, worried that any uh, of the lingering groups in my body would weigh me down. Oh, no, they'd come flying out, dude. If you, if, I mean, if you're really going for it, that's what was great is the guys that were, like, going for it. Nobody was breaking five. Yeah. Even people were like, whoa, he's fast. Like, they're still – I don't think I – nobody broke five seconds. Man, that's – Yeah. That shows you just what kind of athletes these guys Oh, were. yeah. Some of these guys would look like they were flying, too, and yeah. they were still, like, 5'1", 5'2". Yeah, yeah. Well, I looked it up though. The slowest uh, combine time is over six seconds. Yeah, but it was like a you know it was like a linebacker, like a, you, you know, <laughs> it wasn't like a tight end or anything. Um, yeah, dude. So to be under five seconds, like I was looking. I mean, they were like they look like they, some of these guys look like like young track athletes. Yeah, it wasn't like big dudes getting five seconds. I was just like, man, that's. That's wild. So I did. So I did see. Uh, I did see a few kids do it because uh, okay. uh, that absolutely uh, wiped out while they were running, which was uh, <laughs> like you can't even finish. That's how hard this is. You can't even run all that way. But uh, yeah, I forget. God, NFL games are just so fun. I mean, it was like a whole day of shit. You know. Um, well, I guess they gotta do something to kind of. Like, did loot uh, how much you paid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I... Because if you had tickets, you could go to this pregame theater thing and go to all these little... You know, they were like... You got swag and you got... Uh, I say theater, but it was really a convention center space. Oh, okay. Like they call it a theater, but I don't know why. It's just it's a gigantic floor where they like set up oh, booths, okay, okay. so you can like get, uh, you know, your face paint. You know, like come by and you know, the teachers credit you, Numerica Credit Union will paint your face <laughs> or whatever. Washington Trust will give you a clear bag that you're allowed to take into the stadium. You know. <laughs> People, people, people put their gun, gun in the clear bag. Yeah. Yeah. As long as that's there is zero. I mean, there are people definitely taking like their heroin needles and like <laughs> as long as it's in the clear bag, it's people are putting sandwiches and booze in there, and it's like, well, as long as the factory seal hasn't been broken. <laughs> I mean, I I've only been to one NFL game, but I would definitely. Food. Yeah, after, dude, we went out to dinner afterwards and we got a big, like, meal at this Asian place. And uh, it was 45 bucks yeah. and uh, for the two of us. And I was like, I think that was 
two beers and a hot dog at the stadium. <laughs> and then, get, dude, this is a crazy thing. They have the balls to ask you if you want to tip what? for the beer and the hot dog where you have to put on your own condiments. Man, damn, that goddamn yeah. I think, See, I think that's a... That trend is such a disgusting one. It's crazy. And I think the only reason why there's not a lot of pushback on it is because uh, no one knows the, the origin. So we, you just assume that the, the people working behind the registers and stuff are the ones that set it out. Yeah, 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 over here, right? Yeah. So there's no way in hell it's the people behind the registers. Yeah, I, I just it, it's, it's ridiculous to me. I I, I I usually tip pretty well, and I tip often. But there's some things that I'm I just do not tip. Haircuts like it. Well, Sean cuts my hair, and I don't tip. Oh, ah. Um, <laughs> she's getting me. That's, That's a, a big, big enough tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, give her just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> like when, when I, I go, go to pick up, like, carry out pizza, stuff, when, when I go to pick up the pizza, pizza I'm not tipping you. Yeah. Oh, you you cook the food. That's the least you could, that, That's part of the agreement. You cook the food. If I come get it, you don't get anything for yeah. just handing it to me. Well, so Uber, I feel like the Uber Eats, I'm like, I'm fine with tipping them. They brought it here. Yeah. They actually, dude, I, don't, I think that they're, since they're working as contractors, like they're not even making like federal minimum wage. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it, you know, if, if, if I'm getting a, like a pizza delivered, I'll tip a pizza driver. And that's always been yeah. a thing, you know? <laughs> but uh, I just feel like, I don't know if it's just the software that got adopted by all these companies. Yeah. Just I had like a tip option and they just, everyone's going to default. Yeah. But it is, it is a little nuts when they're like, here's your hot dog. We only take credit. So I can't just hand them the money. So then and decide tip. So they only take credit cards. Yeah. So then it's like, you have to press okay. You know, or like whatever. Some of them, uh, didn't I just paid and it was over with? Yeah. But yeah, dude, most of the vendors at the stadium were like, uh, yeah, just click, just do you want a tip or no tip? And I'm like, and I, bet I just you hold their breath, breath too. Like, extra money? They're probably holding their breath during payday. They, I, I'm like, do they even get these tips? It's all in the space. Yeah, you know, it's all. It's probably all. Going to, it's all going to. They just yeah. They just sold me a twelve dollar beer rather than an eleven dollar beer yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's uh. Whenever, whenever I see, whenever, whenever they, they do that, that and I, I love how you know now they got it, the thing where you, they just spin the display around, and <laughs> and, and it working, it, it works on like human psychology because you, you feel obligated sometimes. If somebody's standing right there that just helped you, yeah, you feel obligated to give them a tip. But now I, I just stopped doing it. Because but do you, when you sell merch, does it have the thing where they say no tip or tip? Because that like when I used to use credit card, PayPal credit card, mm -hmm. it would give the people buying my shirt a tip option, and I I was always like, I don't know how to take that off. Just yeah. just agree to the regular amount. No, um, Square does uh, oh, tip thing, which is so yeah. good because I would. I would hate for that to... Yeah, address it every yeah. single time. I just stopped taking credit cards. That's how much I was against it. <laughs> I was just like, I'll just stop selling merch. I'll just lose money on this gig. <laughs> <laughs> that's like... Man, that, that's helped me... Uh, 
in an incident just um, that led to the cell merge to the point where uh, I could be more picky and choosy. And uh, uh, like at the club, um, if I do like a one like a one off show, I I'll bring my merch. And if I'm getting paid like a hundred for the show, I ended up leaving with four hundred. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just sold all this merch, and it's like, wow, this was definitely a good use of my time. That's I think that's what I'm gonna do. Um, they do, you know, they do the Thanksgiving bash, Thanksgiving Eve bash every year, and uh, I'm on that show. And I think I'm gonna do it again. T. These assholes didn't book me on the Thanksgiving bash. They did The local Thanksgiving bash? Yeah. Nope. Didn't even get asked. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. I don't, uh, I don't know what comedy losers. is. And I'm like, well, <laughs> the no, they'll, one pro- they'll, they'll ask me the morning of. <laughs> is it the day after or the day before Thanksgiving? The day before. Um, <laughs> dude, I, uh, I had a gig in, uh, Moses Lake Saturday. Yeah, how was it? Moses Lake. Well, so Friday was fine. The okay. Snoqualmie Pass gig. Uh, it's pretty out there. We went there. You know, it's funny. Amanda never comes to. She comes to like club gigs or theater gigs. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, it's just just a little ways away. Like, I'll just come with you." And uh, she, uh, yeah, she doesn't really see like one nighters. You know, which is the majority of what I do. Yeah. And so we get there, and she's immediately like, "This is weird. Like, <laughs> they're doing comedy here." You know, <laughs> it's a very good producer. He brings in his own like, like sound, he has to bring his own sound system. Oh, okay. You know, it's a very like <laughs> operating like a karaoke guy. You know, yeah, like, like yeah. coming in with sound stuff and whatever. And uh, and it was a small. You know, it's a it's, we sold out, but it's still like a small space. And it was the upstairs of a brewery, so like oh. the sound kind of travels out beyond the 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 deck. I should say it's yeah. like it's a raised area. We were in the. I don't know what you call it, like a mezzanine or a balcony. That and so like there was a table of like ten people. And normally breweries okay. people leave at like eight, but yeah. there was a group of like ten people down below still buying beers. And so it was oh. like the sound from them just traveled up. Oh. And so like the people, you could tell the people in the back of the audience were just struggling the whole time to hear. Yeah, that's the nice thing about close, uh, closing a show. Like by the time I got on stage. They were, those people were gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, time for the real show to begin now that everybody can hear. Man, I remember when, I thought my brewery was going to be like a larger part of the comedy space there for a while. And they can be. I mean, it's just, you you know, it's like if you want to produce your own shows, breweries are a great market, breweries and wineries. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of hustle. It's, Maybe you know, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, They're, I mean, I, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I feel like I'm doing a lot of just breweries and wineries. Uh, there was a guy producing uh, a lot of shit throughout the country. Heron, did you ever get involved with that guy? No, he was doing so. it all over the country. Yeah, okay. Ron Heron, total fucking psychopath. Yeah, oh, dude, he he still he still does shit, but he refuses to work with people who also work in clubs, which is a great way to get the shittiest comics around. Yeah, that's I, a- I, I've, <laughs> I've everyone I know who's worked for him like like completely like quits. 
uh, working for like, or he gets fired, or he just gets he like blows up at them, and yeah, yeah he just I think he might be like a cokehead who uh, oh, just like <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so wild, and, and like he books you to headline. Oh, this so this was I've known a few people that worked for him, and so what he does is he goes, listen, I want you to go do this run for me. You got to bring your own PA system. What you do is go to Guitar Center. And buy a three hundred this three hundred fifty dollar PA system, and at the end of the week, just to make sure it doesn't get dinged up, you can return it. You have, you have fourteen days to return it. So he gets these people to like scam Guitar Center for the run. I mean, he puts people up. He pays whatever. He pays okay. And I guess on the on the weekend show, you get whatever. But you have to run the door. Yeah. So like, it's a whole it's a whole thing. Yeah. He's getting the gigs. I mean, he's the guy yeah. landing, landing the gigs. So, and he's landing the, you know, he's arranging the hotels for you. But the routing is also like, okay, I want you in, uh, you know, Penectope, Wisconsin, and then Arlington, Texas the next night. You know, these crazy ass runs where you're like, oh, thank you very much. I'd love to hang out with you guys at this brewery, but I have to immediately go to bed so I can wake up at five in the morning to start driving to the next gig. Man. Yeah, I, you know I don't miss those at all. Triple we were famous for it, and it was it was always it was always a nightmare. And you kind of set yourself up for failure because all it takes is a flat tire, um, car trouble, and the person can't make it to the next gig. So what do you do then? Yeah, especially when it's already. Just, uh, oh, they just cancel the gig and those maniacs have a drunk. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's all it is. It's not even a that's okay. So that's what Moses Lake. That's what that was. Okay. Moses Lake was. I haven't had a, a gig that bad for a long time. I think yeah, that guy. I saw the comments on, on, on the one photo. It was like, yeah, the crowds. Um, they handled the crowd or something like that. And I was like, oh. Yeah, and I'm very, I'm, I, you know, and I'm very kind to a mean crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is how bad the show was, dude. This late, so this guy wasn't even laughing. He was just ah, like, like during a setup sometimes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like that. Like he's not, and so then his wife would start, like. Like stop it, knocked out. You know, like you need to. You know, like she would. They were then they were starting to get in arguments okay. about his behavior, and so it got to the point where I kind of addressed it, and then it got to the point where I started mimicking his wife yelling at him, <laughs> <laughs> saying like the meanest shit. Like you're too. I know you're drunk. You're too drunk. You you keep doing this. Your dick's not gonna work later. And I don't even. I don't even like it that much. It's it's you don't even shave it down there, and it's too small. It's always been too small. <laughs> And, you know, and I'm like doing this kind of shit and he's, and I'm doing it as he's getting whisper yelled at. And yeah. I did, dude, I did it for 60 to 70 seconds before he even noticed. And, and so all these people are looking at them now. And like, I got this guy to like leave for like 30 minutes. Holy shit. I could have, yeah, I was like, this guy might kill me. <laughs> and I think I, I was like, this guy might kill me. And I hope he does. This is the worst audience I've ever seen in my life. Like Moses Lake, the only good thing about Moses Lake is now I have an easy way to commit suicide after this show. <laughs> Like this is Lake is just full of comics who killed themselves after coming here. Any entertainer who finds himself in Moses Lake just walks right in. That that's was the, the first entire, person. Yeah, that's the whole God named Moses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
man. That's, yeah, the whole, they like, when they're having the, like, they're like, oh, it's getting shallow. What's going on? It's like, yeah, all the people who ruined their life by spending time in Moses Lake <laughs> just decided to slowly walk in with rocks in their pocket. Dude, the show was, <laughs> this one lady was just wouldn't shut up. And it was so crazy. It was like, on a setup, she'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm into. You know, like, I, you know, like, yeah. or on a punchline, she'd laugh and then like, okay, that's what I, and it's like, I can't even get to my tags. I can't, you know. So this is how bad the show was. I got, I mean, it got to the point where it was like time, you know, and I was like, this show has been such a shit. I don't even know how to close. Do I just going to walk off? And, Cause I couldn't even get, I could not get through as I did about 15 minutes after that. I don't know if I got all the way through a single bit without somebody being so like, I mean, I guess I could have just plowed through them talking, Yeah. but after dude, after fucking th- 20 minutes of just getting people blah, 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 or in, like in filling any quiet moment. Yeah. Uh, it, it was like, I just, I just, it wore on me, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's funny. Cause afterwards I never, you know, in a situation like that, I'm never like, they were the losers. I like, I, I always think like, how could I have fixed it? Yeah. And I was like, I, I should have, cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to try this new bit. I'm going to try this new bit. Just, and so when I'm, I wasn't going in there super prepared to, cause it was like, I had to like no silence from my end. I was like, if I wanted to not have that, I would have just had to give them no time to talk. Yeah. And it was funny cause the only way I could ever stop them is if I just stop talking and let the whole room fucking just go to a total silence so they could like hear themselves. Yeah. But yeah, they, they threw, they get a shot up there and they kept like, do the shot, do the shot. You know, and I'm like, that kind of shit drives me crazy. I was so close to picking the shot up and just fucking chucking it across the room like <laughs> multiple times. I was just like, that won't be a good move, dude. How many Don't shots do it. Have they, did they bring up? Just one, but oh, okay. I wasn't doing it, you know. And so then finally, this lady. I don't uh, understand that either. It's, it's like <laughs> you, you pay for entertainment. Oh, I know. You about to fuck the entertainment up? Yeah, dude, it was wild. And the, and so the end of the show, this lady in the front just kept whatever, you know. And uh, and I was making fun of it because her husband it was like was like, honey, please please stop. Whereas like the wife of the other guy was like, shut the fuck up, you idiot. So I thought yeah. I was like making fun of how that guy can't stick. <laughs> he can't like, <laughs> so this dude, the show ended. This is how bad the show was. The show ended. And I told everybody, I didn't know how to end the show. It's like meandering. And then this lady kept talking again. I go, you know, I think your husband probably doesn't even like blowjobs. He just likes it when you shut the fuck up for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And I got a decent pop, and I go, good night. <laughs> that is not – dude, I walked up to Chris. Because Chris – well, you know you know, Chris, yeah, Jessup from the club. Hey, yes. How did he handle it? Uh, well, he was doing crowd work, so it wound oh. up – yeah, yeah, you know, he's doing this shit where he's like – what do you guys think of this? Or do you guys know? And he was doing a bunch of Mormon stuff that was crushing the first part of his set because there was a new Mormon church in, in Moses Lake. Which, dude, at the point, so the thing is, once things derail at that point, I start riffing, which actually I wind up getting decent lines sometimes. Like I was like, well, it makes sense they brought the Mormons to a Mexican town instead of low riders. They're looking for high riders because I can be closer to God. <laughs> you know, like shit like that. And, and I was like, man, that might be funny to say when I come back here, you know. <laughs> oh, God, dude, it was such a mess. There was one Mexican guy in the back go, make fun of Mexicans. Oh, <laughs> and he was just, I was like, what, what are you talking about? He had like a Mexican flag on and shit. He's like, make fun of Mexicans. It's like, like every stereo, it's, it's like, like every, every it was, worst case 
scenario for a comic was just in that room. Oh, dude, and also like it was a, it was a gigantic room with there was no lighting. Oh, and then get this, dude. This is the best part. So they're like, do you want, do you want uh intro music and I'm looking around at the setup there's like wires there's literally 15 four foot speakers on stage it looks like Michael J. Fox's room at the beginning of Back to the Future <laughs> where he goes bang he blows himself yeah. you know dude it looked like I was like if you turn all these on my nuts are gonna explode the most fragile part of my body this doesn't even look like music it looks like Abu Ghraib torture <laughs> and, and dude so it was, it was a storage space in the back of a bar that yeah. they did concerts in eventually. It was like a tarped ceiling. Yeah. Like it was it was chaos, the whole situation. So he's like, I'm like, this doesn't feel like an intro music kind of place. Yeah. I'm like, do you know what you're doing? He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, <laughs> so Chris finishes up his set. It was really chaotic towards the end because this because they were getting drunker. Yeah. And uh and but the people he was engaging were knowing when to pull back. And so they oh. were they were all ah, ah, ah. And uh, and so, dude, he, he he closes, he gets off, and they immediately start my intro music. And the what? MC gets up and starts trying to intro me while the intro music is blaring. And they don't turn it off for the guy that's MCing. He's like, "Give it up for Philip Ga Philip Gavsinski has been seen on Dry Bar." And the whole time it's like. It's, I'm like, this is such a shit show. <laughs> oh my god, it was such a mess, man. It was so funny. Like it was, it was bad to the point where you know, I mean, it got to the point where I was like, I've definitely been up here for 45 minutes. I asked for the light at 45 minutes, and uh, and then I'm, I'm looking at my watch and I'm like. Yeah, he was because I'm like, if you don't want to give me a light, that's fine. But if you, he's like, you want the light? I was like, when you want the light? I'm like, 45 minutes, 45 minutes in. I look at my, I think I'm at 45 minutes. I look at my watch. It's been like an hour. Holy, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's been 55. I don't know what it was, but it was way over 45 minutes. <laughs> and he's not like he was just. And I got, I mean, I thought I got off stage. I thought I was like. That was not good, dude. Like, I was like, are they not going to pay me? You know what I mean? Like, I was like, kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I haven't, I haven't, had, but also, I mean, it was also like, I was getting, I was getting too crazy. Like, I was having to stop. I was, that's a big reason why I was stopping and just letting them stare at me every once in a while. Cause I was like, don't. Like I'm having to like quell the bad thoughts, <laughs> dude. I'm doing this colonoscopy beer right now, so yeah. I was like, the setup is I got you know it's like yeah I went to colonoscopy, and then I start going to the jokes. That's it. I just it's like just informing them. Sometimes I'll say something like, it's not a big deal, because I don't want people to think I'm gonna start doing all the hacky jokes about yeah. like sticking fingers in butts and <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like my dad, you know, my, cause my dad had all those jokes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, cause I, I don't want to, I want to do, I want to talk about the colonoscopy I had, but I don't want to tell, talk about it. Cause my dad would tell jokes like, Oh yeah, you're going for a colonoscopy, but don't trust him if uh, they put both their hands on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of shit, you know. Man, Man that's, that's a that's a pretty fun joke. That's, but that's um, <laughs> shoot, an old comic. You, no, no, Jay, that, that was, was Jay. Jay. Yeah, Jay it's, a, it's, it's like an old street joke. Yeah. So my dad would say that shit, and uh, it's just which is funny, you know, for conversation, but for like professional show. So anyway, I just get to the point where I'm like. I had a colonoscopy. It's not a big deal. This lady's this lady who is clearly colonoscopy age. 
like clearly colonoscopy age. She's like, fuck that. Like, I can't even get to the joke. Fuck that. I'm like, pardon me? I mean, because like you're against like preventative medical. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not pooping in a box and I'm not getting it done. And I'm like, well, maybe you could extend your life if you'd be more open to butt stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that, she was nuts. You know, I mean, there was oh, it was man. so funny. There were like two young guys that were so they were such good audience members, and they were so like, this is crazy. Like, and that's what sad thing is. They think that's what stand up's gonna be. Like, are they gonna go to a regular show and watch someone? Do you know do material with no hecklers and be like, what kind of bullshit was that? Yeah. You know, I mean, and then after it was, it was so funny is they're like, man, you did a great job. This is great. I was really, I'm like, what are you talking about? This was a terrible show. Like that was a fucking terrible show. Like I didn't spend time. I mean, I was literally like on the way to the gig. I'm like, I'm gonna replace this word with that word. Yeah. And then when I get there and I see Chris go up, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking try not to murder someone tonight. <laughs> I was, well, go ahead. Do you think, um, what do you think could have been uh, fixed to make it a better show? It seemed like Chris, it seemed like it was kind of, you know, a shit show from the start, but it seemed like Chris uh, didn't read the room and, you know, the crowd works. Well, Chris was just doing his act. I mean, he's a newer comic, so he's got, he's like kind of just got the 20 minutes he has, you yeah. know, so it's like, you, you, you know, when you're, you know, I mean, you know, it's like where it's like, this is what you got what you got at yeah. that point. You're not going to be able to because I was doing I was like there was a point where I just stopped and I'm like I, all the clean material I was going to do is out the fucking window. So yeah. I just started like bringing up like trying to remember all this old dirty material. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, yeah. uh, you know, I've seen his uh, I've seen his set before and it could definitely go without the crowd interaction. Part. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it, I would say, well, so. <laughs> Lewis, the guy who puts on the gig, he did a great job because it started started out. The guy who owned the bar, he's like, I give free. He's like, Happy Veterans Day. I give, you know, and he goes, I do free drinks for everybody. And then he tells this story about some attack he was under during Iraq. And then he starts saying how he feeds people on Veterans Day. It's a little thing he can do because when he sees his brothers hurting, he hurts. And then he starts, he's crying. This is how the whole show starts. He's a fucking grown dude with a shirt that's two sizes too small. Because <laughs> I think he was doing steroids of the gut. <laughs> not Veterans Day anymore, bitch. I'm not trying to honor your tears. This guy, dude, he, so he starts out a comedy show like. <clears throat> That's all I want to say. <laughs> God damn, dude. So Lewis goes up. He does a good job of like just kind of. You know, moving things along. Yeah. This one chick that lives there did like five minutes. This is like, I don't know if she, she'd done some comedy down in Salt Lake City or something. And Chris okay. Chris was doing great for, yeah, about 10 minutes. He was doing great. He, he was doing good the whole set. But then when, you know, it's hard in a show like that. And, and in most shows, if you do crowd work where you go, do you got like when you go to the whole crowd yeah. and I, like if you go to pinpoint someone like what do you do for a living? It's just that person. Yeah. When you go to the whole crowd, once he did that, it was like they opened up and started 
and then everybody started. And once that yeah. happened, it was like everybody had open season. And the guy, that's when the guys started yelling at all these jokes, yeah. when people started chiming in constantly. And it was a very, cause so it's funny too. Cause uh, I've, I never, I've never bought into all the bullshit stuff that like you see venues do like no dirty jokes for openers. Like if you're, if yeah. you're an opener, you can't say the F word. Or something like you know you've you've heard all this stuff yeah. right yeah 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 because once you say fuck once then it'll lose its meaning it's like I'm sure if you're funny it won't lose its meaning yeah. you know and uh, and then the like the reason why we <coughs> still bleep fuck on TV if it lost all its meaning you know yeah, right, right. news um, angles we be doing it so no it still has some it, it still has impact um so yeah so opening up to crowd work at that point the uh, yeah, if and in my own, you know, if I look back though too, a show like that, dude, like, and I remember I didn't even go, hey, it's nice to be in Moses Lake or da da. I mean, I just immediately went into my act yeah. and and I just was just no non-stopping for about ten to twelve minutes, yeah. and then I was kind of like <clears throat> pausing. I was like stopping because I was kind of figuring like which way do I want to go with this, and dude, the that started fucking me because that's gave them openings to talk oh, in between in between yeah. the bits or whatever and uh and then you know so i think if i could go do it again i would have just done my act re unrelentingly with no pauses yeah. or even just and i would have just powered through it and, and ignored and but then who knows i mean maybe they would have uh started yelling i mean what was what pissed me off though too is like that's kind of what they wanted like i think yeah. this room has turned into a place where they're trying to like fuck with the comics to see what happens mm. those places um those places always uh amaze because it's, it's like, like you're paying to participate in a science experiment. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, if I put myself in a small town, what do I want to see? Do I want to see a guy with a really good act, or do I want to see if I can make someone kill himself? I mean, yeah. I mean, you're in a small town. Trying yeah, to get if you're to in a commit suicide, yeah, dude, if you're, in a, you're in a small town. You want to, like, wouldn't it be? Would it be more fun to watch someone who's very funny, or would it be more fun to yell at someone until he cries and then yeah. just throws a fit and then starts just being like, "Man, fuck everybody! You guys do no good comedy. I wrote this in a room by myself with a pen, and then I then I did it later on a computer." And then I, <laughs> I you mean, know, shit. I, I saw, saw somebody there. Uh, you probably were there with Tony Hinchcliffe. No, it was me and Ryan. I think we, we were watching Tony Hinchcliffe at Spokane Comedy Club, and something like that happened to him. Where he was doing his stuff, but it wasn't like working. And then he did he did some bit, and I mean it just you know it didn't land. And he was like, "Well, I am one of the the hottest new comics in the country." According to you know, he started doing that, and all these jokes are hot and and, and everything. And it was like, I think I'm. Watching a man break down right now, and it was it was kind of weird to see because I didn't know anything about Tony Hinchcliffe until I saw him, and uh, I thought he would be able to handle it better. 
And were people was, yelling at him, or was he no, just, it, they just? He was just mad they weren't laughing. I mean, they, they weren't. They, they just, just weren't, weren't laughing as hard as I think he wanted them to. That's so I mean, rad, because dude. they were. I mean, they were. They were laughing and stuff, but I mean, from at least from what I remember, it was like a lot of the stuff was kind of. It's kind of like uh, um, I would say Jessel Nick esque, not too heavy Jessel Nick, but it was like Jessel Nick, but without the the little wink and the. Yeah, know. no, he really wanted them to die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then he started going off about how he was the funniest one of the he was named one of the funniest comedians in the country, and I think I think it was Ryan. Ryan was like, wow. Never, Never seen, seen somebody, somebody at this level like break down like that. Wow, cool. I uh, I remember going on a, like going uh, to a gig one time with a guy I really liked, and he kind of flipped out on the audience because oh. he he goes uh, this was in Coos Bay. Oh, it was Augie Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think I've told you this. I don't know yeah. if I've said this on the podcast. It was so funny because I got to meet him, and I was like, man, this is cool. I've always I always loved watching him come by the club, yeah. and I'm getting to work with him. I go up, and we had to be clean, and uh, and then uh, toward and he's not. Getting that creative right. It was a terrible room. It was anyway. It's was like a lounge yeah. in a casino on a Wednesday, so it's not a great. They don't respond well anyway. And uh, so at the end of his set, he just dude, he just starts looking at the audience and he just goes, "Well, Coos Bay, tonight I can go home and look myself in the mirror and say that I gave a hundred percent." But did you? <laughs> did you give 100%? Did you give on? And then he starts going through the audience, yelling in people's faces like, Did you? Did you, Gooseberry? And he's yelling at the sky, and he's walking through the air. Did you? Did you? And then I'm like, I had set up his merch, and I'm waiting over by it, and I'm like, Oh my god, dude! Is he going crazy? And then he does this, turns his back to them, walks up to me, and he's like, "Oh, cool! You set up my stuff. Thank you." <laughs> and then he goes, "Hey, we're a little tight." <laughs> oh, dude, that was so funny, man. But uh, yeah, man, it was a, uh, it was weird. I'm, you know, it's funny because I'm going into Thursday doing a gig at Pasco. Have you done that? The Bear Comedy oh, yeah, Room. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it could just be another one. Yeah, you know, it is going to. Well, yeah, probably less people. I'll be, uh, I'll be more focused. So I'll just unrelentingly. I've done the room before. It's fine. I don't think you're going to get a drunken ass shit show because this was a Saturday night. Moses Lake. He was giving out free booze to veterans and and uh, it was later and it was also the kind of bar where you walk in and you're like, oh, everybody here is fucking like getting shit faced, yeah, yeah. which is a, always a wild vibe, yeah. you know, <clears throat> so always felt like it could be better. But it's cutting its own self short in some instances. Uh, I don't know who's booking it now. Oh, I think decent. Yeah, yeah. So he he has he has better access to comics uh, because oh, when sure. Yang was doing it, Yang was just throwing any comedian she just met. He was like, yeah, head headline. Yeah, who, who it was awesome. Then it was like. This guy, you talking about this guy who just started six months ago? You're gonna <laughs> let him headline? You know, a room that 
you were supposed to be uh, using to eat off of. It was supposed to be part of your income, and you're just letting anybody jump in. It, it felt weird to me. No, it was a it was a wild. Uh, it was a wild vibe. It was a real, uh, real crazy when uh, when uh, Ying was booking it. I, I liked it a lot Saw back Yang then. On last Thursday. Oh, yeah, and, um, I had a drafts on out there. Oh, was she eating out of the dumpster? <laughs> <laughs> no, she had on pants. So she was, uh, you know what? It, it took a while, but she she's actually you know growing as a comedian. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun watching people grow. I uh, I don't. I mean, the, the gig down this gig down in Tri Cities. I just kind of want to. Uh, I don't know. It's a weird gig to take. Uh, I was gonna stay there on my way to another gig in Western Washington, but now I was looking at it. I'm like, I may as well just go home and sleep in my own bed. Yeah. Like, because uh, you know what that gig? Is? You know who you're performing for at that gig? It's uh, railroad workers. Mm-hmm. It's people that work for the railroad that, that yeah. they have a con. They've had a contract with that hotel for ten years, Monday through Thursday. Okay. They put up their employees there, mm-hmm. and uh, the agreement is we will put our employees there if you close the bar by ten. Yeah. And so that's who you're performing for because they don't market that show at all. No. So you're just it's. I mean, it's probably the railroad's probably like yes, please. Keep them from fighting each other. Yeah. When they need to be sober in the morning for our rails. Yeah, keep, keep them, them out of the... Keep, keep them, them away from, from the populace. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Entertain yeah. them inside the building. They want to go to sleep. In. Yeah, dude, a railroad worker goes nuts. They'll build the railroad track straight to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> We're January 6th, this shit. We're January 6th this with the train. They'll, ne- they'll never see it coming, or they will. Just... <laughs> <laughs> we'll just tell the conductor not to pull the little hoot hoot thing. <laughs> Man, I thought I wasn't going to have any uh, thing else the rest of the week. I mean, the rest of the month. Uh, I was just going to dive myself in and take photos of eagles, which haven't shown up yet, and, uh, and buying camera stuff that I didn't need. But uh, got something Thursday at the bang. So that came out of nowhere. Oh, Which, Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even, I don't even know. I think I've seen a photo. Yeah, yeah. Um, but You're going to have to be clean. Yeah, that's, that's what they're saying. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the the lady who um, messaged me, who sent me the email, because Adam uh, texted me first, and then someone from Live Nation emailed me, and... Uh, uh, she, she asked for a clip, and now I'm looking for these clips. I'm like, I don't have anything that's 100% clean. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I found something that I filmed, uh, I guess, last month or the month before about Spirit Halloween. And I was like, oh, that's pretty clean except for the, the very end, but it's not, you know, it's just, um, just implied. And I said that to her, and she sent me another email. She said, oh, I just Googled your name and, and saw some clips, and I said that to him. Like, no. That stuff is insane. Somebody <laughs> Why didn't you do that before then? Yeah. Somebody should have got on YouTube. I'm like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that well, they just want to see that you are doing stuff. I mean, they just want to see that you're a legitimate comic. I did. There was a period of time where if you Googled my name, it was uh, I did this uh, guy's show that was on Twitch where you would get tipped. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So it was the video of me for about three years. The first video would uh, be it was me eating a bug he got through the mail. <laughs> For two hundred dollars, that shit was that was a weird gig. That was a weird thing. He'd show up, that guy would just be in his boxers with no shoes. Like, what are you doing? He's like, the camera never goes. He's me above the waist. You're like, yeah, but I can. It was so weird because if you watch it on Twitch, he's like got like a background. He's like, yeah. "All right, we're gonna be playing the new Swords of Kennedy jazz game." I don't know what the fuck what it was. But yeah. I don't think any of those words, except for sword, has ever been used in a video game title. Yeah. Let's see. It would be funny. That would be a funny game. Like can you, Swords of Kennedy, and then you just assassinate Kennedy with harder and harder weapons to assassinate. <laughs> Like, yeah, the bazooka's easy, yeah. but wait till you get to a dull pencil. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta follow him back and wait till he's banging Marilyn Monroe. I got him! <laughs> God damn, I would be great video game designer. Once I get these computers figured out, I swear to God, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the craziest video games. Just... <laughs> I, I, I think that's so fun. Like, I think it'd be fun to have a whole video game where you're just in Abraham Lincoln's hat. <laughs> <laughs> you're like ratatouing him. So you're just talking to him while you're controlling him? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're, you're pulling on his little locks. <laughs> Go free the slaves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go free the slaves with your arthri arthritic hands trying to load a musket. <laughs> Man, so you, you got stuff this weekend, though. Uh, not Saturday, so I'm going to oh, okay. come back Saturday. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out a fun thing to do with my wife because uh, my son is... Uh, uh, Gone Saturday. I mean, you already took it to an NFL game. Yeah. Back to back weeks. Well, I mean, it could be something fun around the house. Maybe yeah. we go out to dinner. Maybe I buy something. You can like listen. steaks. You can listen to Andre 3000's new album. Andre, what? How do I not know about this it's stuff? It's all flute album. <laughs> Does Lizzo play it? No. Nope. <laughs> That'd be funny. He's like, well, I'm eating her out while she's playing the flute. <laughs> So really, it's like I'm playing it. That's what he did. I bet is it just him ratatouing Lizzo's <laughs> flute playing through her vagina? <laughs> really, it's not. It sounds a lot less like a flute and more like a bunch of armpit farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I saw, saw the, the, the news article and I was like, oh, and, and then, then I, I clicked, clicked on it, it and I said, oh. <laughs> so he doesn't rap at all? It's literally him playing the flute? Yeah, it's just all flute music. And I'm like, is, is it going to be flute colors? Because I don't want to hear flute colors. Yeah, uh, I don't want to hear original flute music. <laughs> you know, um, maybe, maybe I'm in... <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe I'm the minority here, but uh, I don't want to hear any flute music. 
I want to hear zero flute music. <laughs> the guy from Jethro Tull, who was known for playing flute in the metal band, came out with a flute music that was just him being a flautist. And it was still uh, not, it was still not fun. Why do you have to be all fancy with flautists? I don't know. That's oh, bullshit. That's, that's a really good question. And you, and you know, know what? what? I, I, I hate the, the term, term um, play, play my meat flute. flute. Why? I've, I've seen people play the flute. flute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would Do be terrible. Do they even terrible. touch the flute? I don't yeah. want somebody <laughs> just... <laughs> well, maybe, maybe play my meat flute means gently blow all the dust off. <laughs> Before I go into some other business. And, and just, just play with the veins, veins like it's <laughs> all the little. Man, I, I, I looked at like clarinets and, and I'm like, who, who made this? Oh, why, I know, why is dude. all the things and the vibes and the, and the, 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 the buttons all with a trumpet? That is an instrument. Trumpet. Drums. Uh, piano. No, not piano. Fuck piano. Trumpet. Drums. Uh... Uh, trumpet, trumpet drums, guitar. Guitar is a good guitar, one. That's I would, it. I would put piano in there. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah, because piano's got the chords. So yeah. 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 It's got yeah. strings inside there. Yeah. A clarinet is like a steampunk pipe bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than playing meat flute, though, it should be play my meat clarinet. Yes. Because that is, you are. Yes. Yeah. And, and then every once in a while, they got to like make the reed wet. So like, <laughs> That's it. Wet the wet the reed. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm start telling Shauna. She, man, she, she is a she is a. It's amazing because Shauna, she calls herself um, OG Triple G, um, because she used to sell weed when it was um, illegal to do so. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's amazing to see just how much of a nerd she is. It's fascinating to see. People who don't have access to easily um, uh, get to their dreams actually see what they're nerdy about. Like most people have things that they're very passionate about, they can't do it that often because it's such a time sink. Yeah, and you got to work all the time that you can't do. Right. And Shauna, um, she's in high school, used to play the clarinet, and she's very weird about it. And she, uh, a couple years ago, on her, uh, on her Christmas list, she wanted a brand new clarinet. And I was going to give her a fancy ass one. And then when I was about to pull the trigger, she, you know how like sometimes, you know, you want something, but then when you see it coming, you're like, oh, that's a lot of shit I'm going to have to do. Yeah. No, 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 no. So she, so she said no to it. Uh, but she's very into like she can tell when um like when a rap song has a, a clarinet in the in the instrumental oh really yeah but there's a couple songs that came out in the past three four years that got clear clarinet apparently and i'm like man i can't like if, if you if you showed the person playing the instrument and i can see the person playing i'd still be like that almost sound like, like what's what supposed to be coming out of that. Yeah. So when, when it's, it's a song, I'm even more confused because my, my daughter, she's the same way she um, really into music. And uh, she has a song, and I'm like, ooh, 
That's, that's a, a that's a, a great saxophone. She's like, that's not a saxophone. That is a a something something something. You know, like one of those weird like notch down instruments where it's like, oh, here's a saxophone, but then it got that. That, that Kenny G, G saxophone. Oh, yeah, it's it's like could one be of like those, an alto clarinet. Yeah, it's one of those. French weird, horn. Yeah, it's, it's like, like one, one of those weird ass instruments. I'm like, man, get the hell out of here. <laughs> they don't even, French horns, I don't even know. Like towards the end of my high school, I think they were like, get that shit out of here. <laughs> 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 it was like, yeah, it was like bringing a unicyclist into PE. <laughs> like, nah, I don't think so. Get to forget <laughs> Knock that shit off. <laughs> you know what seems kind of fun though is a tuba. Yes. yes. Yeah, tuba would be yes. fun. Because you're like, how much shit could you put in a tuba and still have it be a usable instrument? Just like like marshmallows. Like how many regular size marshmallows can you put in a tuba before you start affecting its sound? I'm going to go at least a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody out there in Brodad land has access to a tuba, I will provide the marshmallows. Yes. And up to $18 for a cleaning fee. Oh, you, we're not paying a cleaning fee. You, you, you signed up for the experiment. You getting, you getting to meet us. So. Oh, yeah. Because I'm yeah. going to film it. Uh, will you be blowing on the, the tuba or will you just no, be packing No, if the person up? owns the tuba, I assume they can play the tuba. But okay. if you can't play the tuba, I'll figure it out. Do you uh, know what? <laughs> Pawn one on the vision. You have yeah, lots of instruments in there that, that no one is going to buy because everybody who walks into Pawn one is a meth addict. So let us just borrow the tuba, pack it full of marshmallows, blow on it, and, and then, then we, we will give it back, back to you with or without marshmallows. You know what, dude? Thank you, Pon. I feel I like said that about Pon One. I love Pon One. You like Pon One? Well, let's yeah. just call them right now and see if they have any. <laughs> let's see if they have this any Pon One Sprig. Uh, all right, cool. All if right. The one on the Sprig has the two. You don't. We're which, not getting that one. You don't think uh, anybody. Hey, Sprague Pond One, this is Jesse. How may I help you? Hey, do you guys have any tubas? Tubas? Yeah, no, like, we don't. Uh, uh, do you guys ever get them? At this location, no. If somebody were to bring us a tuba, we would refer them to the North Division location. North Division location, okay. Um, all right, what, do you have any... Uh, would you like their phone number? Uh, no, I can see it on there. Do you guys have any wind inst or brass instruments? Like a, a trumpet? Oh. No. No, we are the smallest location in Spokane, so most of the time, um, if we can't take something in, and we don't really do a whole lot with instruments here, aside from, like, guitars, um, we'll send a lot of the instruments over to North Division, because... Um, oh, they're, like, your instrument place? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, jewelry and, like, electronics. And yeah, I can't put marshmallows in that. All right, well, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was way too long for the <laughs> that, was, that was too long. For, I was like, when the fuck am I gonna talk about marshmallows? You know oh, that guy God. is gonna talk about that story for the rest of his life, right? He's gonna I don't be know. on his Dude. guys like that. Guys, <laughs> Phil, there's a difference between dudes. There's dudes like us who get into stuff all the time, so we always have shit to talk about. People like him. 
The only thing you got to talk about is, oh, this person brought in a taxidermic possum and tried to pawn. Or this guy called and he wanted an instrument to show marshmallows in. I don't know. I wasn't that clear about that. It was very subtle. You know what I mean? Also, dude, he's on Pond 1 on Sprague. Like, that guy. Yeah, he's. Yeah. <laughs> he's had a taxidermied, taxidermied hooker in there. <laughs> Some guy just brought it. No, it's a blow-up doll, I swear. Like, I just saw her walking the streets two months ago. She's been missing. No, no, no. Don't tell anyone I was in here. And he just runs away with the <laughs> stuffed woman over his shoulder. Dude, I love porn shopping. It is fun. I, I, I don't, don't I, most of the time I don't buy anything because uh, the things that I am looking for out of a pawn shop, uh, you know, it's very hard to find it in a condition that you want to buy it. Uh, I, usually, I usually buy video games. Video games. You can buy out a pawn shop all day long. Mm -hmm. Instruments, the same way, because people who usually own instruments are not the type that are going to destroy the instrument. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and oddly enough, um, I buy a... Computer stuff out of there. Interesting. You gotta, I think it's good to, like, it's good if you know what you're looking for. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, uh, that seems like a good move. And guns, also. Guns also is a good place to buy like, That seems guns. to be their main business. Yeah, that's, boy. Pawn shops, um, the one on Francis, Double Eagle. Oh, yeah. They, they just got, they're just a gun shop attached to a pawn shop. My now. dad is. My dad's girlfriend is is uh, her brother was the guy that started those. He's dead oh. now. He just died a couple years ago. Okay, but uh, he he was so funny because I used to love I used to love Double Eagle more than Pawn One. So Francis, there's one that they just added. Uh, is I that think the, it's the one? On yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. added they added the so they were Deer Park. They added then they added one in uh, Sprague, and then they added one oh, on so Deer Park was first. That's I believe so. Wow. Maybe Sprague because, because that, that one. Is where, where you find insane shit. I'm, I'm talking about bet. guns. What's huge? Like, like guns, guns where you're like, like yeah, he lives. He lives out there in the Call of Duty game. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, really? that guy. That guy had so. This is a funny thing about that guy. He is, as you can imagine, kind of a right wing guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, does he? So does not vote for Obama. <laughs> First year of Obama's administration. Gun lobby and gun shit goes nuts because yeah. they all think he's going to ban guns. Yeah. During the first four-year term of Obama's administration, that guy's business fucking doubled. Damn. He could not keep guns in stock. He couldn't keep bullets in stock. So by the end of his first term, he's like, I didn't vote for him the first time, but I'm voting for that guy the second time. <laughs> this dude is making me rich. <laughs> and so oh, the Obama administration drove gun sales so high. And the NRA yeah. and NRA was making so much money from new memberships yeah. and all this shit. And then what's funny is then during the Trump administration, NRA tanked so hard, they yeah. fucking went bankrupt. And then the guy that was running it got like put on charges because he was embezzling. He, he was embezzling money, but he was taking their money as their the guy running it. Yeah. Lafayette is I think his name. And he was dude, he was doing the craziest shit. He was like, Oh, I'm gonna go I gotta go to New York and speak. Private jet 
$2,000 a night suites, taking his wife, going like, oh, I need to yeah. wear this $24,000 suit. Like, yeah. just, I mean, just taking them because they were making money hand over fist yeah. uh, during the Obama administration. And so then he was spending it like crazy, which, you know, good on him. And That's, then they go bankrupt during the Trump administration because it stopped coming in. So you're, you, you run a business. Yes, you, I do. You wouldn't have done that, right? If, it's, if, if your business is going so good and you know why it's going good, would you have kept spending like that when you know that the cause of that has com completely flipped? Because the same thing happened with um, COVID. Remember when COVID happened and all these tech companies started hiring more people and, and everything? Oh, yeah, for sure. And now... All these companies just laying off people to the games industry? Yeah. It, I mean, it's a bloodbath right now. Because <laughs> yeah. um, 2020, 2021, you couldn't have enough people. Right. And now that everything turned... Oh, well, they're shifting. They got to spend less money now. That's why they're dropping all those people. But don't, yeah. don't you think it's but don't you think it's responsible? Even even when people say um, we got to make money for shareholders, don't you think it's even it's their responsibility to their shareholders? So I'm a private company, and yeah. I'm also. Well, until I find a way to buy some stock, uh, I'll sell you stock right now. <laughs> <laughs> how much stock will five thousand dollars give me? Uh, I don't know how many shares we have. Not like real shares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but shit. but it's owned by two people. Oh, so it's just a it's just a bylaw. You know, it's just like a bylaw. And, and I think dad would have me like do something silly. Oh, dude, he's he's, like, he's long gone. We bought him out a long time oh, ago. Because yeah, he'd probably yeah. try to make me swim in the lake. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if you get a if you uh, just get on his roof and sweep it off once a year, he'll probably. He, you know, if he had shares, he'd probably give you a little bit. Maybe let you. He needs somebody on his roof. Oh man, I was on his roof last week. Yeah. Wait. Last, so last May, I took him out for his uh, his seventy seventh birthday Damn. for dinner, and uh, he, he goes, "Yeah, I'm a little tired." He goes, "My ankle's sore because uh, I was on my roof earlier sweeping off the pine needles." I was like, "Dad, what are you doing?" Yeah, man. I go, "Dad, don't you realize that if." At your age, if you fall off your roof, your neighbor might die of laughing. <laughs> like, do you know how dangerous that is? <laughs> and so, think of uh, other people. Yeah, so I was like, you got to call me. So he calls me uh, a little bit ago, and uh, I was like, all right, I'll get on your roof. And it was crazy. So then I see. Like, he was doing this shit for years. So, first of all, to me, you get on your roof at the easiest point of access. Like, yeah. a, like maybe a garage or, like, over... Like, where the longest bit of roof is. Yeah. He goes to the area on the side of the house where there's, a, like, a four-foot section of roof with a wobbly-ass ladder leaning up against it. And it's also the highest section. Like, if you go in the front, it's, like, eight feet up. Over here, it was, like, at least ten. And so now I'm like, all right, I guess I'll climb up this. And I get, I'm like, why did you choose this part of the house to go up? He goes, oh, because the dryer vent, I can hold on to that. And I'm like, Dad, this thing will hold maybe 30 pounds. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> If he falls, dude, the dryer vent's coming right yeah. off the wall. And so I'm like, whatever, man. And so then there's a rope coiled up at the top of the ladder. And okay. and I, I'm like, well, he goes, well, the rope is attached to a bucket with the with the leaf blower in it. So then you can... So 
<laughs> now I'm on his roof, which is way steeper because he's in Coeur d'Alene and I, it has to be pitched to, for the snow to fall off. Oh, so it's a yeah. fucking steep roof. Oh, so now man. I'm like wrestling this bucket with a leaf blower on it, trying to get up there. And, I'm, and then when I start walking up there, I'm like, I don't think I can do this for many more years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up there blowing pine needles off his roof, and yeah, he was super thin. <laughs> uh, well, Cole's already Cole used to do it, but he's at college now. Yeah. So yeah, Cole was doing it. Now I'm like, God, I can't believe I let my son do yeah, this. Is your time? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. It's my son's butt. The problem is he's always in. Just, he's doing stuff. Yeah. He's got. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a, in. He's an artist. So I, I'm up there. It was so funny because my sister was there, and uh, I, I blew off the entire roof. And I'm like, all right, I think it's good. And then, I don't know, like maybe 45 minutes. Yeah, a good oh, leaf blower. But then he like he goes, hey, will you also while you're up there, will you like spread this anti-moss treatment? Oh. So okay. then I go and I spread that. It's like, so I'm up there for like an hour. Come down the ladder, lower all the shit, and my sister goes, "Did you see what I did?" She like swept off like a ten by ten area in the. <laughs> She's like, "Did you see what I did? I, what I did is pretty big deal. I don't know if you guys were all watching what I was into. <laughs> it's just like this little flat area on the back patio. But uh, yeah, yeah. So." Uh, so anyway, uh, would I spend? Uh, listen, if you're the private business owner and you don't have shareholders, you can do whatever the yeah. fuck you want. Yeah, your, yeah, your thing is, yeah, was, yeah, you can go crazy. But yeah, if you have shareholders, or so Lafayette was a, uh, he was like a hired CEO, you know. Yeah, so if you're the board, you would fire like that guy. A, wouldn't that be like, like a five three thing? I don't know if they're nonprofit, but they're okay. they're they're some kind of organization, and they're they're definitely not publicly owned. So I would bet there would be I bet there was a board that was like, yeah. whoa, Wayne, yeah, Mister I mean, Lafayette. But they were there. But the thing is, those boards half the time are crooked as fuck. Yeah. They're all they're all you know they're all taking money in too. So yeah, they, they probably threw him under the bus because he, yeah. he was the most egregious. Yeah, while everybody else was like buying. Well, he started probably fucking with their money. Yeah. Because now they can't, you know, they can, they're they like, we were going and having a guy's night out in Bangkok once a year. Yeah. 75-year-olds, you know, so it's... Uh, See, that's the thing. I watch these, um, I watch these shows all the time where people started embezzling. There was one case where somebody was embezzling from the, the government, which is... Easy to do. All you gotta do. I'm doing is it right now. Be a, <laughs> all you gotta do. If you wanna do it, this is how you do it. Become a contractor and work at, say, the, the, the local Air Force base. And all you gotta do is whatever services you do, because they already know you're gonna, you know, inflate it. Yeah. Just inflate it again, and and they won't. It'll be. Decades. This lady was um, embezzling money for 25 years. Awesome. When they found out, she, 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 she embezzled something like $450,000, which I, I was like, wow, 25 years? That's, that's not that bad. They, they were like, yeah, you owe us 25 grand from, from overpayment. So even the even what she embezzled, yeah. she didn't get caught for all of it, and then she ended up murdering one of her friends. But that's not don't yeah, do yeah. that part. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. It, it's, oh, it's, it depends on the friend. <laughs> <laughs> was she was the friend not supportive of your embezzling? No, no she, she was, was about to. She was about to turn in because she started. Um, she, you know who said to cover the cost. She started embezzling more. So. 
it, it went, went from, from like <clears throat> 10 years, 400, and it was like 450 grand. And then like the next five years, it was close to a million. Wow. And so embezzlement always ends up creeping to a point where you're going to get found out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the point is, is if you want to be a good embezzler, you, you got to keep yourself... Um, discipline and you got to get out you got to be done yeah any criminal endeavor in my opinion you get in you get out and you, and you just yeah. be done for a while yeah that's the uh that's a lot of drug dealers a lot of criminals they can't uh they can't just do that now in my instance i got in i got out i was good when i was uh 17 i was working at a bookstore and i was closing and uh every night i took uh uh, eight to fifteen dollars for myself, Whoa. and uh, throughout the day, I would uh, fix the book. So I'd be like, I would like, uh, I would like undercharge someone, and just do the math in my head. Whoa. But get, you know, but but then I would ref, then I'd fix. I'd, so the receipt would show what I had thought in my head. Yeah, and then I. But that would take all their money, and then then I would have to do it. But I'd have to do that math in my head real quick, right? Yeah. And then once I hit like fifteen dollars, I'd be like, all right. And then so you know, fifteen dollars a day, work five days a week. It's like fifties, whatever. But so That's some Enron shit. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, dude, yeah, it was so funny. But it was like the last two months I, I worked there, you know. But yeah, so I was listen, I was stealing from this lady. But then once I got to a point. <laughs> She was so mean to everybody. I didn't care. Nobody would have cared if they found out. Yeah. And uh, so, but I was like, I'd created such an intricate thing to do this. Like, just <laughs> like I was creating like receipts that were lesser than what the real sales were. Yeah. But what's funny is that every once in a while, someone would be like, wait, these numbers don't match the what? And I'm like, oh, my bad. And I would just redo the, I would cancel it and then redo the transaction. And I'd have to do it to someone else. So if it was like, if that, you know, if, if, the, if they were buying two $10 books, I would charge them twenty dollars, but yeah. I would make a receipt that said like seventeen. Oh, okay. You know, okay. so then yeah. that way I knew I could take the three dollars later. Yeah. So then I got like a tally mark next to it, and then once I'm at twenty dollars, I'm like, all right, no more grifting for today. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny too because it was like she started trusting me closing, and then uh, I remember one night I was like. Man, I really want a piece of bubble gum from that vending machine. I took a dime out of the out of the till and bought it. <laughs> and I was and I was like, it's so easy. <laughs> I think that's how most people get caught. They yeah, go, yeah, it's yeah. so easy. And then they're, instead of twenty dollars, they did like a hundred and fifty dollars yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off a place that's making like six hundred. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh man, second look books on uh, in uh, South Hill. Yeah, dude, still oh, there. Still, oh, yeah, so still he there. didn't. Yeah, yeah. No, no the uh, lady died, and now someone else owns it. But uh, you should just walk in there one day and be like, "Man, I remember embezzling from." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just there. I almost did that exactly that. <laughs> oh, dude, it was so funny. I remember I got a call a month after I left, and she's like. We gotta, we gotta return it. Uh, she probably receded based on the book. This just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. I, and she starts yelling at me, and I'm like, I don't work there anymore. This isn't my problem. <laughs> I hung up, and I'm like, Ooh, I'm glad this didn't happen when I was working there. Would have been a bit of an issue. Finally, finally caught me. Man. Books though, uh, she would sell like these historical books that were like 150 bucks. Oh, so, so maybe yeah. the lady, and then, you know, and so you got 90% of the people were just whatever, they're just, they're just people that like to read and swapping out 
a, a crappy book, like paperback novels for four yeah. bucks. But you had like a lot of real weirdos that hung out in the basement in the nonfiction section and in the historical book section. And then there were quite a few weirdos that actually did do the uh, like, dude, I was I was working. There. I was 17. There was a 19 year old or a, a woman that was like probably at the end of high school. Maybe she was my age. I don't know. But she was pregnant and she was reading. Uh, like Dean Koontz horror novels huh. and she would always talk to me a little bit longer every time she came in and I was very good at customer service I was nice yeah. and uh, I was a skinny fit <laughs> handsome man <laughs> <laughs> and she started showing and she's like yeah so I'm doing Lamaze and I'm I just need a partner. I don't have a partner. <laughs> Dude, this chick that all I only I only knew her from selling her books asked me to be her Lamaze partner. What? From, yeah, I was like, I don't. I'm like, I'm a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be your Lamaze partner, oh ma'am. Goodness, she was. <clears throat> oh, dude, yeah, that was. It was a lot of. Man. I got a lot of education into like. Yeah, like w older women. I dated the single mother when I was in fucking high school uh, that I met there. I dated uh, this one chick who was also a single mother that worked there for a little bit of time who was a total grifter. She like banged a guy in medical school and got pregnant and then banged a dude in the minor leagues. Whoa. So she was like trying to like get like uh, a big. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, this is the most Spokane level gold digging shit. Yeah. Like, what do you do? The guy hasn't even graduated medical school yet. <laughs> you fucking idiot. What is wrong? He's like, I'm going to bang this minor league catcher. I'm like, you dumb shit. <laughs> like, what, 10% of minor league guys make it to the majors? Yeah. And even then, oh, my God. So she's like, I'm going to be rolling in it once, he's, once he becomes a doctor and once he makes it to the majors. I'm like, this is you. I'm like, oh, I was like, this lady's so dumb. These guys probably aren't. They're probably guys that just made. They're probably truck drivers just made this shit up. Probably just a, a Dominican truck driver. Oh, yeah, I'm your catcher, man. I, <laughs> sure, sure. I. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny but so she would always one time she was like yeah come over help me move and it'll be the you know I'm like oh my god I'm gonna become a man this weekend <laughs> you know like I'm gonna sleep with this crazy psycho lady it's like she's like 27 and she's like oh. aggressively flirting with me and uh yeah, she was going no, I get there and and then I I, I walk out, I show up at her door and it's me and like two other young men that work at the store, <laughs> and then there's another guy there that we didn't know, and then she's screaming at her sons like just like psycho like you know just like that kind of mom and uh, she's like you guys grab this and put this in the truck and so she's just I'm like this bitch just tricked us to move yeah yeah so I was those, like yeah I'm yeah. running into a couple of those and yeah, so it was, uh, so I was like, good. yeah, well, it was the last time I ever, you know, even I started, well, then what's funny is I started, she was, she was my first Moses Lake. Because <laughs> then every time she would try to flirt at work and I'm like, you're not tricking me into moving, helping you move with your little flirts. You didn't even have pizza. You know, and I'm like saying all this shit to her. Dude, she quit. I don't know if it was because of me and how mean I was being to her after that, but I was just like, I was like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. If you want to ask somebody to help you move, you should at least play the meat for you. 
Uh, wait, how about uh, clarinet? Well, you said meat clarinet. I thought that was. uh, Did you say meat flute? Yeah. Uh, How about this? How about uh, how about uh, clarinet condom? You're like, oh, I gotta get a condom clarinet. Wait, oh, how about your mouth becomes my clarinet condom? (laughs) (laughs) Boom, we got there. I think that's about as close as we're gonna get. Put that on a brainstorm we did. <laughs> this has been the Bro Dads Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Still putting clips on there. Numbers are still uh, acceptable. Um, YouTube. Uh, not YouTube. Instagram. I don't know what I'm doing. So I, I put them up at like 8.30. And then I let them ride. I don't know what I'm I don't know who really know what To I'm Washington talking. State Life, no, we will not promote it on your Instagram. Yeah, fuck you, Washington <laughs> hey, uh, State Life. I, uh, I appreciate you following us. Feel free to like it. Feel free to s- subscribe. Uh, hey, tell your friends. Tell your friends. You know what I mean? Tell your friends about the podcast. Because uh, I probably lost a couple because uh, a few of the few of the people most like were like, oh, yeah, I've listened to your podcast. I'm like, do you? We'll find out next week when I shit on the gig. Fuck you, Moses <laughs> Lake. All right, uh, I'll be in Moses Lake this week. <laughs> oh shit, dude! Uh, you know it was really weird. Some guys sent me a Facebook message. He's like, "Hey, I saw you were in Moses Lake this weekend. Uh, did you go to school there by any chance?" Oh. I was like, "I don't even know this dude." You know. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Pasco and then uh, Cedro Woolley this weekend. Cedro Woolley. What the fuck is that? Uh, it's just some bumpkin town north of Seattle. Huh. It'll be fun though. Uh, yeah, it's a fun. It'll be fun country ass gig. Uh, and but I gotta go in prepared. I gotta go in ready to make the sauce. Yeah, sauce. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right, love you. Good night. You big bitches. Um.